Hello again and welcome to ViewerCast, our Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast dedicated to all the latest news in entertainment and film. Hopefully everyone's having a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever time of the day it is when you're listening to us. As for who we are, I'm Ed, and joining me this week are my band of favorite assholes. Let's see, we've got Justin, Corey, and Andrew joining me this week. How is everyone? Doing good, doing good. Howdy ho, Film Effectors. Hello, hello. All right, well, before we jump into the show today, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast for all announcements and up-to-the-minute updates. Follow us along on Twitter at Film Effect Pod for the best way to interact or hear from us. If you're on TikTok, then we're on TikTok. Follow along at Film Effect Podcast. And uh, we're on YouTube now. Check out clips from previous episodes for now. But eventually, like I've been saying, we're going to use it for watch-alongs in a couple weeks and uh, a couple months. And uh, some other projects that we might start working on. Link in the episode notes. And finally, all electronic forms of mail. As usual, send them over to the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Positive ratings, honest ratings, reviews, whatever. Spotify, Apple, filmeffectpodcast.com slash reviews they really do help us they go a long way so much appreciated and as well as merch buy some good low prices snug material and a variety of designs pride month which means we got a pride design so uh check that out and now that i've got all that out of the way let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip i may have some breaking news for you elliot fellas it's jurassic park week By the time this episode drops, I would have seen Dominion, but uh, kind of got some initial reviews today. Again, it's Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday night. They finally screened it? Uh, yeah, I guess, because uh, the, uh, the Twitter embargo was lifted this morning, and then the, the full review embargo is on Wednesday. So, um, look, initial thoughts on Twitter have been... Not, not the best <laughs> so um take that for what it's worth like i said I, i'm going thursday night after work i'm going at uh i think it's either 10 30 or 11 o'clock I'm, I'm seeing it in imax i'm just going solo just you know getting out of the way wrapping up this fucking franchise i don't know i mean it, it, it can anything really be worse than fallen kingdom i i can i keep forgetting where everyone else stands on that <laughs> one so Dominion's like, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> oh God, I watch it do that too. That would uh, that'd be very unfortunate, especially how much they're investing in this film. But I also wouldn't doubt it. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. Um, love the original. Who doesn't? I'm even a big fan of the the Lost World. You know what? I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna go on record. I like the original trilogy. There's even parts of three I like. Overall, it's, I don't know, kind of a rushed mess. But uh, I don't know. There's elements about the film that I enjoy. Um, other than that, you know, Jurassic World, I've always said Jurassic World is just meh. I've never been blown away by it. Um, Fallen Kingdom, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've only seen Fallen Kingdom one time. And, you know, I've <laughs> stated my opinion and thoughts on that film numerous times on this show so check out one of the previous episodes one of the many where i state my thoughts on fallen kingdom so don't yeah, hold your breath we, for an episode because it's definitely not getting that film that full film effect treatment anytime soon 
or if ever. Me too. Like one was enough for me on Fallen Kingdom. I was like, yep, I'm good. I never need to see this again. And I'm kind of with you. Like I, I don't particularly love the third one. I like the concept of like the kid being trapped on his own. I kind of wish they had some of that in the movie, like where you saw him surviving on his own. I love Sam Neill coming back into the fold. Yeah. And you know, like the, the first two, I think, Obviously, the first one's a classic. The second one, I think, was kind of bashed on, but was still pretty good. Like, it still had a lot of good set pieces, and I, I still like that one quite a bit. I think there's things about The Lost World that are even better than Jurassic Park. Yeah, and then Jurassic World surprised me. I actually really liked that. I, I wasn't expecting much, and it actually exceeded my expectations. Now, was it, like, excellent? No, but it delivered what I was hoping to get out of it. And then, yeah, the fucking fallen kingdom i i have a stinking feeling this new one's just gonna be fallen kingdom but with stunt casting and all the characters hey look we got all the old characters back you know not for really any good reason but they're in there and like we're gonna ape spider-man but the problem is spider-man had decent acting and a halfway decent characters no it didn't Spider-Man? Yeah, I didn't know him was awful. What are you talking about? No, Tom <laughs> Holland and Andrew Garfield killed it in that movie. I don't I know. I, I'm, I'm kind of like... That's why I'm not the biggest fan of the the, the the new Spider-Man films because like I just think it's too too teenage. I don't know if that's, if that's a thing. Uh, no, I'm, not a, I'm not the hugest fan, but I think this is going to be a shitty version of that. So I was just... I just thought that was okay, man. so I can only imagine what fucking... This um, Dominion one's gonna be like. I've seen one trailer for it, and that's it. I'm I'm going to this thing like blind, whatever. We'll see. Uh, Andrew, Justin, you guys are kind of mum on this. Where do you stand? I thoroughly enjoyed Jurassic World. Like, really enjoyed that movie. Okay. I actually remember seeing it in theaters with Corey's brother Eric, my best friend, and. I had a blast with it. I remember even watching it at home a couple of times, which is a rarity for me. But Dominion, nah. Nah, I'm good on that. So, I don't know. It could be hit or miss. We'll see. We go from one extreme to another. All right. Justin? Yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the franchise to begin with. So, like, one and two are both good movies. I don't love either one of them. I've never seen the third one. Jurassic World was fine. Um, never saw the last one. I saw bits and pieces of it. Uh, it's probably what I'll see of the new one. I just don't care. That's, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, another reason I wanted to bring this up is because we are covering Jurassic Park next week on the show, and I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you know, looking forward to a revisiting it because I can't. I don't recall the last time I actually watched Jurassic Park in its entirety. So, you know, you know, we're covering Jurassic Park, and I'm excited. So, look out for that next Tuesday. Um, other than that, um, hey, this is kind of uh, Amblin-related. So, Arachnophobia, the remake, was announced officially. Uh, Christopher Landon, who did uh, the Happy Death Day films, as well as... Um, that freaky film that with that horror movie with Vince Vaughn. I liked Freaky. That was pretty good. I did too. I did too. But uh, he's writing it, writing it, and directing it for Amblin and Atomic Monster, which is James Wan's company. So interesting to hear that. Uh, number one, just to hear that Arachnophobia is being remade. It's 
I don't know. Didn't really. Was Goodman in that? Is that Goodman's the movie in it. I'm thinking he, of? Yeah, he's the exterminator. He's the exterminator. Yeah, yeah I, I like that movie. Yeah, that was. I do good. too. I'm a bit, and actually, that's one that I kind of revisit often. I act a lot. I watched it a couple years ago during the pandemic when I when I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, so yeah, and it definitely holds up. And I, I I turn back to that movie every like three or four years. You know, there's, you know, I don't feel personally there's a reason to remake it. I think the original one holds up just well. Um, but yeah, that's the one with Jeff Jeff Daniels, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, it was like it was like good for what it was. It's almost like somebody decided to make remake Lake Placid. Like for some reason, I grouped those two movies together in my mind, like small town gets terrorized and, and they were both fine right. they are but like why would you remake you know i know that one got a bunch of sequels but uh, yeah arachnophobia is fine like I don't, I don't know i guess wait and see yeah i guess we can just take that approach um like i said i, I think the first one is if you want to see something called arachnophobia go back to the 1990 version there's nothing wrong with that film at all like I said, it still holds up. Spiders, that, man. That, that, that third act is just really fucking scary. And yeah, so spiders, exactly. I fucking hate them. That's why that third act is really... It's, it's an intense thing to watch, especially if you're not a fan of spiders. When am I going to get a remake of Eight-Legged Freaks? And will David Arquette <laughs> in it again? It's just a straight sequel. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did a sequel of that at some point. That's a... You know, that's a movie I was hard on when that came out, but it actually is a lot of fun. If you're just looking for a mindless, dumb, like, creature feature, that one's actually pretty decent. Hard on it? You were fucking five when it came out. <laughs> eight-legged freaks? Oh, I thought you were talking about arachnophobia. I thought you were talking about arachnophobia still. Yeah. I was like, damn, Corey. <laughs> you were that, arachnophobia. You were that, <laughs> that hard-ass like kindergarten critic. I'm like, Mom, Dad, fuck this movie. Throw yeah. it on the ground. Walk over to kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alien Freaks is whatever. You know, it's a comedy. It's not. I don't even classify that as horror. So, um, yeah, it's like a comedy in the vein of like a B, like, like a monster a B movie. Horror. It could be movie exactly. It's exactly what it is. He was so, the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, sure. Let's move on. <laughs> um, uh, I know. I promised to not fall back on this but yeah this is kind of important we got to talk about scream six (laughs) jesus christ i knew it was coming they needed a week i got a left right combo for this one i take my david arquette comment back just don't talk about scream again come on this is big (laughs) nev campbell's not coming back officially Ah, shit. She's like, I'm doing this Lincoln lawyer. I ain't coming back for that. Well, she claimed she was being lowballed for, like, her role. Like, she said, the offer that was presented to me did not equate to the value I brought to the franchise. Sadly, I won't be making the next Scream film. As a woman, I have to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream. I felt the offer was presented to me did not equate the value that I had brought to the franchise. It's been a very difficult decision to move on. To all my Scream fans, I love you. You have always been so incredibly supportive to me. I am forever grateful to you and to what this franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Um, But hey, in other news, we gained another actor. Fuck. Uh, uh, Dermot Moroney is going to be in it. Not Dermot McDermott? 
McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Not Dylan McDermott. Dermot. Dermot. You don't even know who you're talking ah! about, but you're just like, hell yeah, he's in the movie. I was right the first time. Dermot Mulroney is going to be in it as a cop. It's all the role says. He's playing a cop. So, I mean, I, I've always been a fan of his. He, he, Christ. What was the, Was Career Opportunities the first thing I saw him in? Him and his unibrow? Honestly, was, I think it was the first movie I ever saw him in was that film. He was first one, playing I, one of the uh, robbers. It was either Young... Which one was he in? Was he in Young Guns 2? That's what I... The first thing Young I... Young Guns, the first one. The first Young one, Guns. yeah. That, that's yeah. the first thing I remember from. Okay. Yeah. And Point of Return. That might have been that one. That's right. He was in Angels in the Outfield. Anyway, he's going to be a cop. Probably going to die. Viciously. But yeah, Scream 6. Uh, they shoot... They start... Uh, they start started filming yesterday, actually. Well, when this episode airs. To us, it's in the future. To the episodes in the past. <laughs> Before we move on, it, it just no, like highlights. It, it just highlights an interesting thing. So I'm curious to see how this is gonna play out because I, I'm wondering if a lot of fans are gonna be like, "Oh, Nev Campbell, she's just greedy or being emotional or whatever." Because it seems like whenever uh, you know a female actor holds out or does something like this related to money, there's backlash. But when it's a male. There's, actor. Maybe I'm way off base. If it was a male no, actor, it wouldn't be any really backlash. No, I it was just actually. Like, I I was you know because I'm on Twitter, most active on Twitter at Film Effect Pod, and I've been checking out you know the trend the trend on it because I was curious myself as to like how people were going to respond to it because she finally because yesterday it was rumored, today it was confirmed, and the reason was 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 announced and that was what I was curious to see myself is how the fans were going to react. And I guess to my surprise, I know I should not be putting it that way, but look, 2022 people are vile. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, they're being very supportive. They're in Sydney or I'm sorry, Nev Campbell's corner, you know, basically, basically they're saying, you know, renegotiate, you know, I haven't heard people say they're going to boycott the movie because that would be stupid anyway if they did that because it's, you know, people are going to see it regardless because it's not about them anymore. It's about the new people or it should be at least. Um, but like I said in the Scream episode, or I should say it in Scream episodes because I said it in both if, if I'm not mistaken, like how many times has this person got to go through the same fucking thing? Yeah, I, I'm not even talking about that part of it. It's just, I remember, like, the whole Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow thing. And listen, I'm, you know, I don't care about millionaires arguing with a billion-dollar company. My point is, it shouldn't matter whether it's a woman or a man. Like, come on. Like, I think she got way more, it just seems like there's way more backlash for that. So I'm glad that Nev Campbell's getting supported on it. I guarantee. Go on, finish your sentence. I'm gonna... I was going to say, it's her right. Like, I mean, if she feels like Ooh, she's yeah. worth more than that, then it's her right to turn it down. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's business. She's in business as an actor. So, I don't know. But that's good. She's getting supported. I'm glad to hear that. Um, here I'm looking. I want to see how much she made for Scream, uh, the last Scream film, if I can even get that information. I'm curious. Did that movie make any money? Yeah, that's Did why it? they announced the sequel so quickly. Well, that, nah, they were going to do that anyway. I mean, unless it completely shit the bed. Um, 
I mean, our net worth is only $10 million, so I can only, I imagine, okay, let's, let's be real here. Um, she was probably offered, she probably made about three, two or $3 million for screen. Let's be honest. They, a lot of that budget probably went to getting her back. That's probably how they were able to convince her to come back. You know, they all, you can say it was for Wes and the fans all you want, but they probably threw a big figure your way. Um, and I'm not bashing Dev Campbell at all. Yeah, not, you know, one bit, you know, make that money. I'm all about that. Um, but what happened in this case is they probably offered her something less than the last go around. And it was probably for less time. And that's probably the reason their, their defense, the studios for, you know, quote unquote, lowballing. I don't see this low boy personally because they probably her role is probably you know substantial because again it's not about her or the, or, or um, Courtney Cox who also was announced today to be officially on board so she's the only OG returning because spoiler alert Dewey's dead um, so yeah I you know it's 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 tough because I, I I you know I support Nev Campbell like you do Corey and and as we should but I also understand where the studio is coming from. And I don't classify it as lowballing. I would not call it lowballing. That's what she, that, that's her term for the record, not mine. I'm just quoting her. Um, I don't think it's lowballing. I just think it's just look. This is the way it is. This is what your role is essentially. Let's be real here. <laughs> you know. Well, that's why I was wondering what the last one made because apparently it didn't make enough for them to justify like backing up the truck to pay her. You know what I mean? It must have made less than they had wanted it to. <laughs> And look, as of this recording, they could have went back and renegotiated. There can always be renegotiating renegotiations. Um, but you know, after this weekend at Monster Palooza, she told fans that she won't be returning, and then she had the quote from Deadline uh, today confirming it. Uh, by the way, Scream twenty twenty two made, uh, damn, it made one hundred and forty million dollars. Oh, whoa. $140 million off a $24 million budget. Yeah. Man. No, I didn't. Oh, shit. Then they, they definitely should be paying her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess money. Previous statement. But, again, how big is her role? Unless, and I was kind of saying that this might have happened for the last film. They could they could have always, her role could have been the opening kill. <laughs> they could have offered her like two days paid work. Because she's probably in it for like, or written the script for like five minutes. Do you think they're going to go the route of like, since uh, Courtney Cox is in it, like, Gail's going to be like, all right, Sid, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Click. As the thing starts, like, <laughs> yeah. you think they're going to yeah. go that cheap route? That's her role. That's her big have, grand role. Have fun in Nova Scotia. Bye. Nova I think Scotia. it's just going to be some shit like that. Yeah, because apparently the cast, like, the, the, the survivors of the last film, like, move. To like out of Woodsboro and shit, so I don't know. It kind of would have made sense to me to just you know kill off um, the OGs if we're just gonna go this route. If we're not gonna go back to Woodsboro, then why would these people? I don't know. Then again, they're not even in Woodsboro anymore, so they just happened to come back because the killer was there. So let's move on. I think we've talked about Scream Six enough. Um, and again, I know I am the one who brought it up. But now I'm also the one shutting it down. And moving on to Quentin Tarantino news. Him and Roger Avery are launching a new podcast called the Video Archives Podcast. It's uh, 
it's them. I guess they're going to be reviewing a different cult VHS film every week. It starts July 19th when the podcast network Stitcher or platform, not network. Stitcher's a platform because we're on there. Haha. Shout out. So they're probably just going to be on all the platforms. They're just being sponsored by um, Stitcher. Kind of like a lot of podcasts are sponsored by Spotify, but they're on all of them. So, uh, so yeah, I'm surprised you haven't said anything, Justin. I your thoughts I on didn't ta- see. I, I've been hearing him talk about that for like a year. Ever since he's been kind of out promoting the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization, he's, he's talked about it. We, so We have yeah, a date first, now. It's official. Yeah, that's the first I'm hearing a date. So, yeah, no, that's exciting. And then it was last week. They announced that his book of film criticisms coming out, and I think October it is. So yeah, like oh, wow. Tarantino fan, lots of good Tarantino news the past week or so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both of those. So very excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing him and Avery talk about just everything. <laughs> so I can only imagine the shit they're going to talk about. I mean, they've already got like a. Here's a couple of films they have. Here. Oh, they announced that. Okay, that I'm curious about. Uh, Moonraker, Dark Star, uh, Demonoid, Messenger of Death, and Piranha. Nice. I, I can't wait to hear him talk about Moonraker. I'm not even a James Bond fan, but if I'm going to watch one, it's that one, just because it's it's so fucking. Yeah. That's it's. I, I'm looking forward to it. I I love podcasts so, and I love every time QT makes an appearance on the Rewatchables. I'm always game, so uh, yeah, so I'm definitely excited for it. So, Corey, Andrew, anything? I, I mean, I'm excited. I'll definitely give it a listen. I mean, you know, he has such a unique take on a lot of movies. Like, just he you know, loves it's always to talk. Yeah, he loves the talk. It's just it's the same type of thing as anybody who listens to us. It's just you feel that uh, passion and intrigue in all the movies. So you know, and obviously. It's fucking Tarantino, so it's going to be interesting, you know. Uh, hey, if you're listening, Quentin, you want to tie in with us, uh, you know. We're the old guard. We're established. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag Quentin Tarantino triple X. But, yeah, uh, it, it'll it'll be cool to listen to. I'll give it a, at least a few listens, see what that's all about. Uh, but I'm sure it'll be great. There's no doubt in my mind it's going to be awesome. So, July 19th, check it out. Um... Fargo, this is kind of, I know it's kind of TV news, but uh, for those interested, I thought this was kind of interesting. The season five cast was announced, and it's being headlined by John Hamm, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Juno Temple. Ah, oh, sounds cool. Has anybody seen? I've seen the first three seasons. I haven't seen the I, fourth one with uh, Chris Rock. I haven't seen that one. Has uh, anybody else seen it? I watched the first season. That's it. <laughs> I'm I watched, a huge fan. I watched. I just haven't got around to it. And I watched nothing the first to do with the show it itself. I love the show. I loved it. I, I had. I was about. To, I was trying to get out real quick. Is that it, the reason? I've only seen the first season, but that's not because it's a bad show. It's just because there's so much TV, and I have just so little time to watch shit. And Fargo, I, unfortunately, it's just always been at the bottom of like my list of stuff to to watch. I know that should change. Same thing for Better Call Saul. I, I got to get back and, you know, I've only seen the first two seasons of that show. And that's got to change. That's coming up on its finale. So, you know, 
the, the, the thing of TV is it's the thing. It's TV. And I got to like, I'm really picky with TV because I only have so much time, you know. So, got podcasts to do, movies to watch. So, you know how it is. I've only seen the first season, but I love that it's a, it's, it's probably like one of my favorite seasons of any television show. I just, I don't know. I don't really watch television shows too often, so I've never really caught up with the rest of it. The second season, I was like, eh, like it started out good, but it didn't end that great. It was kind of like a what the fuck ending uh. on the second season. But the third season was uh, really good, too. I, the fourth one, I just haven't gotten around to. What was uh, season but two? I, I mean, I'll definitely watch it. What was season two? Who was in that? Season two was like a dro- like a gang war, almost. Isn't that but Patrick then, Wilson or something? Yeah, Patrick Wilson plays a cop. Ted Danton. And then Bokeem Woodbine's in it. Um, the, there's a couple other people that Ted I'm Ted in it? Yeah, Danson's in it. I, I There's other people. It's been years since I've seen it. Okay. But it, it was, like, pretty interesting, but then it takes a hard left at, the like, the very last episode, uh, which, you know, is to be expected. It has weird shit in Fargo. and then But the third season, I think, was a lot better. Uh, so I'm excited to watch the fourth and then, I guess, now the fifth one. Um, I, I just like the anthology idea of, like, having something different each season while, uh, you know, Billy Bob was awesome on the first season. I would have liked to have seen more in some capacity, but, you know pretty cool watching the anthology stuff every uh couple years yeah justin where are you out on fargo i i watched the first episode and just wasn't super into it so i never went back to it but i always oh. hear great things about it Fair so enough. It's, it's a show that i've been meaning to go back and catch up on it just haven't gotten around to it no uh, well, um yeah i'm sure that probably won't even air until next year if they just announced the cast yeah so uh, all right, we can move on then. Face-off news. Face-off 2 news, I should say. So, Adam Wingard, the uh, director slash co-writer of the film, um, he has uh, talked to Empire about, you know, stuff about the film, as, as well as to confirm that the project is still in the works. It's being written with Nick Cage in mind. Wingard called the, the sequel. He's crafting with... Uh, co-writer, uh, screenwriter uh, Simon Barrett, an absolute sequel to the 97 original. It has been probably the most challenging script we've ever worked on for a lot of reasons. There's so much pressure in wanting to make sure that it lives up to the legacy of, of that project. But every draft you have these things that just click in and you're like, aha, that's really what Face Off is. So once they had the script and said, uh, by the way, my, my source here is JoeLo.com as most, most of the time. The, they, as soon as they had the script in satisfactory shape, it will be sent off to Nick Cage to see if it meets his approval. Wingard said he's just having such a moment even before Pig came out. We saw this as a Nick Cage film. That's become totally the obvious way to go now. A couple of years ago, the studio maybe would have wanted a hot, young, up-and-coming actor or something. Now, Nick Cage is one of the hottest actors in Hollywood again. Eh, I wouldn't say all that, but okay. Where's what about John where's Travolta, Travolta doing come doing into? such classics? <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with uh, Bruce Willis and all the other uh, geezers that are <laughs> just cashing in on he's their names. He's too busy doing fucking Fred Durst films, playing a uh, mentally capacity guy. I have to poop. Yeah, he's got to go poo. 
I don't know. I mean, you know, what was that film called? Oh, the, the Fanatic, that's right. The Fanatic, yeah, which is like awesome. Like, just if you haven't seen that, watch that movie. I've, I've always been now. To, yeah, I've been meaning to see it. <laughs> it will live up to your expectations. <laughs> see, like I've said on the show before, you know, I normally I wouldn't be excited over a fucking face-off sequel, but the fact that my boy Wingard's doing it, and he's got his co-writer in, uh, Simon Barrett, which is also another reason why I like that, uh, his, his film so much. He plays a part in the projects. So the fact that they're both doing this, you know, makes me excited. We'll have to call my mom, my grandma. Yeah. Like, Gotta get the crew back together. Right. Go see Face Off too. <laughs> Didn't expect that shit. That's right. Go back to East Point. Go see it. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it, but I, I don't think I like that Wingard guy as much as you do, but I, I'm excited for it. I think I have some uh, optimism. Yeah. Right. Andrew, you still want or did you, or did you uh, hit that X button again? No, I'm still here. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean... I'll see it. I'm not excited for it, but I'll see it. I mean, it's definitely not my favorite of the mid-90s films, but... I was going to say, where are you at on Face Off anyway, the original? I don't care. I'm more of a Snake Eyes guy. <laughs> okay. Snake Eyes? <laughs> no, I'm with oh, there. I just watched Snake Eyes the other night for the first time start to finish. That's an awesome, That's an underrated movie. That's a good movie. That's an awesome movie, yeah. but that's a whole different beast. Yeah. Though. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> Right. I got two more. Oh, go on. Oh, I was just going to say the thing that did all I like face off. I don't love it the way a lot of people do. And that's just because I was so disappointed with John Woo's American movies. And I guess I shouldn't do this, but I can't help but compare them to like hard boiled and the way the action looked in those compared to the way they look in the American movies. It's just, it's not the same. It's not as good. And you know, that's the primary draw of Face Off. Well, maybe not the primary draw. And the thing that I ended up that ter- ended up turning me around on is I just like the fact that Cage is playing Travolta and Travolta's playing Cage and watching them like kind of act like each other is fun. Um, but the action just doesn't never really held up for me in that movie. I mean, to each their own. I've always thought the action was satisfactory. Um, then again, I go into it not really familiar with John Woo. So, oh, man. Or at least I did. I'm talking about before. Like, right, I know right. about him now. But 97, when me, Corey, Irene, and Becky went and saw it at East Point, I had no clue who the fuck John Woo was. I just knew I was right. getting ready to see the new, the new uh, Nick Cage, John Travolta film that looked like it was a badass action film, judging off the previews. So, um, all right. Closing up on Book on that. Uh, moving on to a couple, just uh, wrap this up almost with uh, two more articles I just dropped right before we went live. Uh, first, uh, the whole Nev Campbell thing wasn't the only thing that came out of the uh, Monster Palooza convention this past weekend. Uh, Mark Burnham, who played Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from earlier this year, um, there's a rumor going around that Burnham was accompanied by one of the film's producers of that 2022 remake or sequel, whatever, who allegedly told fans that Netflix has ordered two more Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels. Can't confirm this rumor at this point, but if it's true, then yeah, we're going to be hearing an announcement very soon, apparently. So, now we wait and see. 
where are you guys at on this? Because I thought Texas Chainsaw was a blast. Dumb with fun, you know. It wasn't the perfect sequel. I mean, it had... I don't know. I, I haven't even fucking went back and rewatched it because I just don't have my Netflix account no more because I'm just burnt out on Netflix. It's the same movies every other month. So, or, um, I don't know. Say something, people. I mean, I, I ain't watching this film. Okay. That's, that's, that's it. I mean, Fair yeah. enough. All right. I, I've gotten to the point with Texas Chainsaw Massacre where I just don't care anymore. It's gotten so ridiculous. You know what? I just can't hold. I can't do it. You know what? We'll, <laughs> can't do we'll it. Bow out. out. We'll bow out of the drip with one more article. So, Joker 2. Todd Phillips is... Uh, apparently, Joker 2 is now called Joker uh, Folly Ado. And right now... Or not right now, actually a couple hours ago. Um, Phillips posted a picture on Instagram of Joaquin Phoenix reading said script. Which has the title, Joker, Folly Ado on there. So... We're getting a Joker 2 film, apparently. What are they going to rip off this time? I mean, there's no Taxi Driver 2 or King of Comedy 2. That's what I saw. I saw something on Twitter, and I didn't realize it was specifically Joker 2. It just said, Who, what's Todd Phillips ripping off this time? Um, silence or, or Kundun? So I was like, oh, Todd Phillips. I, it, I didn't even put it together that it was Joker 2. Am I really the only person in this room right now that's a fan of Joker? I liked it. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Justin. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I was going to say, I, I really liked it the first time I went to the theater to see it, and I, I was like, man, that was really good. And then I watched it again, and I fucking hated it. Like, I don't know Whoa. what changed so dramatically, <laughs> oh, but... fuck? Yeah, I was like, man, this is really bad. Like, as I was watching, I was like, okay, I remember when I saw it in the theater, I was like, yeah, I'm not loving this part. And then there was another, you know, I'm not loving this part. And they started to add up, and I, I, it just didn't register the first time. I... <laughs> Maybe his performance was so good that I just like was honed in on that and didn't realize that everything around it was kind of bad. Were you like on shrooms or something no, the first time? No. You're like, yeah. That was like a, <laughs> a like a Tuesday afternoon or something. Like I, I had off work that day, so I went and saw it. So no, I, yeah, I don't I don't know what what the disconnect was. It's, I feel like I owe it another watch so I can be definitive one way or the other. It's like okay, it's it's got to be. It can't the, be the rubber match. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I liked it. I mean, Joaquin uh, was obviously awesome in the role. He brought something different than, you know, Heath Ledger did. So I thought that was really good. I think that was its biggest strength. And I really liked the whole visual style. I I liked the plot, but the problem is Taxi Driver and King of Comedy exist. And I would rather watch either of those more than I would like Joker. So, I mean, I liked the movie and i'm sure a lot of people have probably never seen those two films so we'll probably love it you know but it just it borrowed a little too much in my opinion it was a little bit it straddled the line and i think it took a little i would rather watch the superior version of the movie but it was good i'm surprised they're giving it a sequel i mean i guess with as much money as it made they want to do something but uh i I thought it was gonna be a one and done it seemed like a one-off to me yeah, I, I was actually kind of hoping it would remain a one and done, like a one-off type of thing. Unless you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna do a sequel, if you're gonna like branch out and make more than just one, then 
clearly, and, and, and I could be wrong, but I doubt it because this is fucking Warner Brothers, and so far, they're the whole handling of the whole the DC, EU, whatever you want to call that, is just leads me to believe that they'd be dumb enough to do this. And the fact that they're, you know, like I'm saying, making more films is uh, the build up towards Batman. Another incarnation of fucking Batman. Uh, how many how many fucking Batmans do they need right now? Um, but yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to keep on sequelizing these films. Then it's got to lead to Batman. Otherwise, what else are you doing this for? You know? I don't, I don't see this being a... I think Todd Phillips thinks he's make like I think he thinks he's making Scorsese movies. Like I don't I think he's trying to make art. I don't think he's then do it outside. Do it without action. using fucking IP. Like 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 without these characters who are established. Like Joker. Like come on. If you're gonna do this, then do it. You know, of your own. Don't do it with these characters. Like do it with something fresh. Yeah, there's 20 iterations of Joker already. I, I have no problem with them doing one where Batman doesn't appear whatsoever. I, that, that's more interesting than just kind of take a little detour where it's not another Batman versus Joker movie. No, it's Warner Brothers. They're fucking, I'm sure they're going to fuck this up and bring in, when they already brought in little baby Tom, or, uh, I'm sorry, little child Bruce Wayne from the last film. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring in Dick Grayson in this next one. <laughs> that's all and who knows I don't know but yeah, I'm still kind of baffled by your extreme from like I love yeah, it to I, love, I hate it that one took me by surprise too I'm like <laughs> what the fuck like how did that, that it's rare for me to go from one it's usually the other way around it's usually a movie I hated the first time and then I love it on a rewatch it, that's pretty rare for, for the Joker occurrence to happen we're gonna call it the Joker occurrence. Like we have a nickname for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to coming attractions. We got a couple coming soon to theaters. Uh, the first one is this film called The Menu. Good evening. Welcome to Hawthorne. It'll be our pleasure to feed you. Tonight will be magical. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, protein, and at times entire ecosystems. We're eating the ocean. We're eating the ocean. Are you crying? <laughs> it's just I find it all very moving. So it's okay that I'm not as into this as you are. Oh my God. You shouldn't be here tonight. You, my dear guests, are not the common man. Isn't that right? Is he going to keep doing that? What happens inside this room is meaningless compared to what happens outside. We are but a frightened nanosecond. Nature is timeless. What the hell is going on? I love you all. We love you too, Chef! Any questions? Is this bergamot I'm getting, Chef? Yes, it is. Which I was not familiar with until just 
came across the preview on YouTube the other night, and I was like, hmm, what is this? Um, so, you know, I'm assuming you guys watched it. What would you guys think of this? Who's the uh, director uh, of this? Is it a named director or is it somebody new? It's I was just curious. Mark Myloid. He's or Mark Mylod. He's uh, a lot of TV work. Entourage, Succession, Game of Thrones, Shameless. Oh, okay, so a lot of premium cable stuff. Huh. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I think it looks interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I mean, I I kind of like the whole premise of it. It's interesting. I definitely. Uh, would have never thought of this concept on my own. Like, there's definitely times where I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I could see where they could come up with that. This seems like kind of way out of left field, but I'm interested. I mean, and, you know, the whole uh, evil, or I don't know what the whole story's going to be, but the whole chef concept thing. It's like a culinary uh, I mean, cult. In. It's a culinary cult. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. I mean, Fines looks uh, awesome as the chef. I mean, I think that was a good, good casting choice. So I'm interested to see uh, how it plays out. Yeah, I'm I'm interested by the fact that Anya Taylor Joy like she chooses interesting movies. So yeah, the, Hollywood has, Hollywood hasn't ruined her yet. So as long as she keeps cho- choosing interesting movies, I, I'll give them a look. Even though I don't, you know, I couldn't glean much of what's going on from this trailer. It looks interesting though. Have you seen Last Night in Soho yet, Justin? No, that one I still haven't seen. All right, gotcha. All right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I saw her pop up. I'm like, ah, well, she's no dummy. She picks like smart roles, so I'm yeah. sure there's something about the script that attracted her to this movie. Um, I, I think I don't know if he's her husband or boyfriend, but the Thomas Holt character, like, he's just more like enthralled over, over like what he's eating. Is like, asking like the, the chef like questions, like, is there hints of whatever? And he's like, yes. And it's like, uh. Okay, so we got this witty humor. Yeah, I always right. like him. He's not a guy like if you asked me to name my favorite actress, he wouldn't leap to mind, but hmm. I always like him. And I can't think of any role where I've seen him, and I was just like, man, he really sucked in that. He, he's always good in whatever I see him in. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, there you go. Oh, what a lovely day. And John Leguizamo's in this. I'm like, hey, anytime I see John Leguizamo, I'm happy. <laughs> so, and it's, you know, it's it's a. Searchlight film, Fox, former formerly Fox, now it's Disney. But um you know, comes out doesn't come out until November. November eighteenth is the release date, so it comes around, you know, the holiday season almost. It'll be a nice little Thanksgiving movie. You can eat your turkey and watch a film about a culinary cult. <laughs> oh man. Andrew, did you watch the preview? What'd you think? I did. I mean, I chuckled a few times during it. It's. I mean, it looks interesting. Yeah, um, it definitely looks interesting. I'm honestly not too familiar with any of the actors in it, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Still looks... I I like the premise behind it. I like the humor that it had. So, And like you no. said, John, John Leguizamo automatically gets like three stars on it. Yeah, it's going to kind of take a wait-and-see approach. Yeah, before we close it out, I just I forgot to mention I do think the humor is probably what's going to make or break this movie. I think if it has like some good, um, funny stuff in there as far as the satire, because 
you know, I've been to restaurants with like foodies and stuff like that, and it can feel like a cult sometimes. Like they're taking their pictures before you even yeah. eat at a fancy restaurant, and then like talking to the staff, and it, it does kind of feel like a cult. So I can get the behind the satire if that's the way they're going to take the movie and have a funny spin on it. So I think that would kind of be what would make this movie or break this movie, in my opinion. And so a couple weeks ago, might have been a few. We previewed the teaser for the upcoming Predator film called Prey. Now we got a full-length trailer for it, and it looks awesome. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. something out there. I'm coming with you. You can't. I'm trying to protect you. Protect me from what? It's time. also news that this is going to be the first film to have a 100% entire like Comanche you know voice option for this movie like there's going to be a Comanche like in their language their native tongue you can watch it that way not just in English like no films ever been released that way before we've had the option to watch it like full-blown Comanche mode so that's pretty interesting I like that a lot yeah, it's like a PR thing, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And I, I I just love the part with the Predators, like, bear fucking lifts the bear up. I was like, hell yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, and I was glad that we didn't get to actually see the Predator. Not that it's going to be like a big difference in design. You've seen one Predator, you've seen them all pretty much. But, you know, and this is supposed to be the very first time that the Predator's been on the Earth. So, I, I'm really... Looking forward to this and and everything this has to offer. Yeah, it it looks really good. Uh, 
I'm excited for it. I like the whole mono mono feel. Yeah. I was getting out of it. Like the girls, like I will hunt this thing and I will kill this thing. I know how to survive. So I like, cause that's the part that, you know, the whole finale of the original predator. I liked, it was just a guy in the wilderness versus this monster. And that's the feel I was getting out of this movie. So I'm, and we haven't it. had that feeling since the second predator because the third one and the fourth one, it was just like a bunch of predators, uh, uh, you know, versus like a group of humans who, all but one or two method demises, you know that you really didn't have that, like you said, mono mono feeling since Predator Two when Danny Glover faced off against the Predator throughout all of L.A. throughout the whole like the final hour of the movie. Predator Two, Predator is, two better than is a lot amazing. Of give it. Predator Two is the best Predator yeah. film in the series. I just said that, and I will. Nah, <laughs> hell no, it's not better than the yes, first Predator. Yes, it is. Goddamn it, Predator Two better than Predator One. Oh, but take it I to just my grave. wanted to say I like Danny Glover. Want, yeah, want I like some Danny candy? Glover too. Gary Busey, um, baby, and fucking Bill Paxton. You cannot deny Predator Two. Sorry. Uh, I I'm not denying it. I love that movie, but I wouldn't say it's better than the first one. But anyway, Don't like par. the fourth one, the fourth one definitely didn't have mono a mono because I was rooting for the Predator because I wanted all oh, the yeah. fucking characters in that movie to die. <laughs> Uh, the Predator was the only character that didn't annoy me in that movie. I'm just excited to be watching a Predator film finally without one of them goddamn Predator dogs. No? Because the, the last two films had them stupid fucking things in them. And this one, it's just just one Predator against just a, a just one sorry-ass tribe. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. Sorry, ass tribe. They're not sorry. Just no, they're about the fucking the, invisible laser. No, they're gonna be sorry. Alien coming after predators are gonna be fucking slaughtering them all. Trust me. All they got's fucking sticks and stones. Yeah, and there's gonna be plenty of broken bones. So, and that comes out on August. I think it's the the fifth or something. It's the first week of August. It comes out. So check it out. Uh, anything else before we move on? Anything about Predator or Prey, rather, um, before we jump ship to uh, next category? No? All right, we're going to move on then. Not particularly. I mean, I like Predator. The trailer looks dope, but I love I'm, Predator. Not, I'm not any more overhyped than I was. So. And I, I don't like also Predator just as much as I like Alien. I, I seem to be the only guy in the world that liked Prometheus. I didn't love it, but I liked it. No, I like Prometheus. I You're not alone there. I, I I like that. I think a lot of people were disappointed, but I, I thought it was cool. And one more tidbit. I like the fact that the this film is also being directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Ten, yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane is awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And like I, I think I mentioned it when we did the teaser, but Dan Trachtenberg, he was like one of the first like uh like back when YouTube was first starting, he was on a, a variety like video show called the totally rad show so i remember him from that like it's cool that he's actually doing full-length movies now you know like 15 years later right yeah it's pretty awesome so all right uh, let's move on um physical media roundup guys pick anything up recently I, I got nothing new this week i've got um i ordered uh earlier today on amazon so it's in the mail right now uh, kino lorber's without warning with that without warning from kino lorber and um bill freak and sorcerer 
finally. Oh, I've, been, I've never seen that movie. I've been wanting to see that. Me forever. neither. It's it was ten bucks. I'm like, I'm getting it. So. Oh, is that with Kino Lorber? You said no. Yeah, it, it oh, freaking is um Warner Brothers, I believe. But okay. Kino Lorber is putting out without warning. I'm gonna have um, to pick that sorcerer up. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I've always wanted to. I've always heard fantastic things. Yeah, it was like hated upon release, but it's gained a cult following. That, that seems to be the case with any freaking movie after The Exorcist. Uh, to Live and Die in L.A. is a fucking great movie. Oh, it is. It's in yeah. a gnarly with a gnarly fucking shotgun blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but to my surprise, it. Sorcerer's only PG. Is it? I always thought yeah. that was not movie huh yeah that's pg so uh anyway i yeah i didn't have any pickups or anything i i've been boring lately that's all right i grabbed did you yeah, go to uh, sound garden this past week without I, no me? i didn't go to i didn't go to sound garden um i from the thrift store i, I happened to see in there uh and they look like some basic ass copies i haven't watched them yet so lord only knows what they actually look like but i got <laughs> The kid with the golden arm and a Sonny Chiba movie called Samurai Reincarnation. I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Um, and then I watched Pen- that Penitentiary 2 that I bought when we did go down Soundgarden last week. And it reminded me of a Rudy Ray Moore movie. So it put me in the mood to watch some Rudy Ray Moore movies. So I ordered uh, The Human Tornado, which hasn't come in yet. And Petey Wheatstraw, The, the Devil's Son-in-Law, which did come in. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then finally, I got this movie that came out, I want to say, three years ago. It's called Swallow. It's about this woman, uh, Haley Bennett, the actress. And she's, you know, recently married, uh, pregnant. And, you know, her husband makes a lot of money. And she's just like a housewife while he goes out and, and makes all this money like, you know, like trade stocks or whatever it is. Like he's one of those kind of guys and mm-hmm. just, she's kind of slowly starts to lose it a little bit. Like this, this is a completely different lifestyle than she's used to. And she develops that disorder called pica where she just starts eating like objects around the house, like thumbtacks and, you know, like, Ugh. Yeah, this movie made me squirm. Oh, I saw you've it. Seen it. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. This movie made me like twist in my seat. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, because she like because she'll eat them, and then part of the the ritual is then expelling it at some point. So, and then she like kind of you know has a little almost like a shrine where she keeps all the stuff that that she's eaten and and you know put back out. And uh, I don't, yeah, it's 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 an awesome movie. It's like I, I like I, I like the subgenre of like how like domestication like driving women crazy, um, like that movie Safe with Julianne Moore is another one. Uh, I just I like that whole subgenre. So it's it, it's a good a good entry in that if if you're into that kind of movie. Yeah, it, I I remember liking it. I mean, it, it's been like probably a year since I watched it, but yeah, it made me squirm. Uh, that whole thing, like, oh god, it it that's just one of the things that pushes my buttons, like swallowing weird shit right. like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, and Andrew tried to even ask. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> all right, all right. 
Um, <laughs> not a whole lot of announcements, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Warner Brothers. This is the big one. Uh, Warner Brothers announced Christmas Vacations coming out this year in 4K. November 1st is the, uh, the date. You can go on and pre-order that right now on Amazon. Um... That's that I mean because they were they tease one of the CEOs or someone from Warner Brothers said that uh, this holiday season for their major like Christmas titles are going to get a 4K release. So I guess this is one. And I can only imagine the other ones probably are um, Polar Express. Let's see what's another one that they put out. Um, I can't think off the top of my head, but they, you know, they, they, Elf. That's probably another one. But yeah, Christmas vacation, um, November first. I'm excited. I'm you know I'm I'm a 4K advocate, and I think that Christmas Vacation is just one of those films that have, has just deserved a good transfer overall. Because I've never, I mean, that film has been released twice, I think, on Blu-ray with different transfers, and they're both not good at all. Like I was gonna ask, are they bad? Because I have a DVD version. I haven't seen the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray, no. They're both. They're famous for not being good transfers. They're like blurry. Not. They're like they have this weird like. I don't know. It, it's hard to describe. It's just not a good look. They 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 they're just that the colors are just bleeding, and it's just kind of like there's a brightness to it, and it, it's kind of faded. The, the picture is not crisp at all. So yeah, it's I'm I'm looking forward to finally seeing Christmas Vacation the way it's meant to be fucking seen, Jesus. So and um yeah, that was the big one. The other four, actually no, the other another one that was big to me because it's one of my favorites. Uh, Heat is finally getting a fucking 4K physical release on August 9th from uh, Disney slash Fox. So um. This has been rumored for years. Uh, I remember around the holidays, apparently it was you know supposed to be announced for the springtime. Then it got pushed back again and again. And here we are, finally, August 9th, week before my birthday. It's finally coming out. They, they released the, um, the cover art for it and everything. So it's definitely coming. Uh, two more that are coming. One, it's funny, because we were talking about Ray Liotta last week, and I brought up this movie, No Escape, and I had mentioned that there hasn't been, a, you can't stream it or anything, there's no Blu-ray, the DVD's been out of print for so long, well, it's coming out on Blu-ray from Unearthed Films, I've never heard of this company, but they are US-based, so it'll be a Region A film, uh, player, or a uh, disc, um, and there's no release date yet, so at, at least it's coming. Um, hmm. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm excited f- about that one. Yeah, me too. Because I, I, you know, haven't been able to watch No Escape for like I haven't seen it since the '90s, but I did watch it a lot growing up. So it's one of those films that, like, even though I haven't seen it in a while, I saw it enough as a kid to like, you know, I remember a good part about it, a good bit about the film. So, and finally, Kino Lorber, they're the best. And this later on this year, again, no release date, but they did announce what they're putting out, Escape from Alcatraz in 4K. So, I'll definitely pick that one up. So, they've got Great Escape and Escape from Alcatraz, both in 4K now. Um, 
And then this release, uh, release this week, The Northman came out. Get that on Blu-ray and 4K. Yeah, I gotta give that a watch. <clears throat> it's funny. I've been I, meaning to watch that. I, I paid 25 bucks on it a week ago, not realizing it was coming out this early on 4K, like the actual... <laughs> I spent 25 bucks on Voodoo to own it digitally, and... Well, not only that, but last Friday it was it was um, Peacock. It's on Peacock. <laughs> now, granted, it's not in 4K because Peacock only has up 1080p. They don't have uh, 4K product. So, did you uh, watch the Half in the Bag that had uh, where they talked about it? I saw. I haven't watched the episode yet. No. It was hilarious because they were reading reviews because you know it's one of those movies where the critics loved it but the general audiences didn't love it so much and they were reading reviews. It was pretty hilarious. I like that episode. Yeah, I'll check Half it in out. The bag. I'll check it out. It was, I love them. It's pretty, like one of the reviews was like, one star, bunch of men screaming at each other. <laughs> and then, I don't know. It's just a couple of funny like reviews they have. Nah, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how true any of it well, is, but uh, I, I'm excited I wanna, about it. Don't, I want to watch the episodes. I haven't I haven't gotten to, around to watching it yet because I'm a big fan of Red Me- Red Letter Media. And Justin, you are too. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like them, but like they're just a little too jaded for my taste. Like I like like Chris Stuckman more just because he's a little more optimistic. A little, you know, a little bit more mainstream. I guess the Red Letter guys seems like they don't really like anything. Well, a lot <laughs> like, of this at stuff least anything mainstream. It's an act with those two. Yeah, yeah, some of it is, but there's Especially always a tinge Mike. of truth in the comedy. No. Anyway, uh, Columbia put out uh, uh, the bridge and uh, River Kwai and Lawrence of Arabia on 4K. Paramount put out a bunch of catalog films on Blu-ray for the first time. The Mexican, she's having a baby, some kind of wonderful, and the Weatherman. Speaking of Nick Cage. And yeah, it's it's a slow week overall. Universal's re-releasing the Bourne Collection in 4K. Paramount's putting out a Grease 2 Steelbook. And uh, yeah, Eraser Reborn. Remember that sequel we talked about on the show about a month or two ago? It finally came out this week. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, you know, just a, not, not a whole lot, you know. It's the start of summer. So anyway, we can move on to the final category and give out some recommendations what would you recommend what would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed i know i'm going to go last because i just feel like going last so who wants to go first i'll go first um all right thank you so i i had one definitive now i I watched something last night that i like so much i'm going to try (laughs) to quickly squeeze in two so um, last night I watched, I, I'd seen bits and pieces of it before, but it was the first time I ever sat down and like fully paid attention and watched it from start to finish is, uh, Michael Mann's Miami Vice. And mm. I was fucking blown away, man. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I went in not expecting to like I'm it. I'm a defender that of that film. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Um, it's not perfect. It, there's, it oh, has, no. problems. um, but the things that are good are so good. And what I'm finding is. Michael Mann, like the whole this this century, like really got into the whole a DV thing, which I was never a big fan of, especially in the early 2000s. Right. And 
so I just skipped his movie, like even Collateral. I was like, I don't want to see a movie that's shot on digital video. It just doesn't look like a movie to me. So I skipped all his his shit that he's done, you know, like the past handful of movies. And I finally watched Collateral a couple months ago, really enjoyed that. And I was like, fuck it. Miami Vice was coming on. I was like, let me watch, let me give it a look. And just just loved it. And the digital video look kind of added to the the grittiness and the kind of put made you feel like you are there, like give you that kind of feeling. It, it aided the movie rather than distracted from it. Um, I still don't know that I'm ever going to watch the Johnny Depp one, the public enemies, because I think I would find that distracting a movie set in that time period shot on digital video that I don't know. I could buy into that. I absolutely, I absolutely love public enemies. Yeah. It's, uh, I know it has its fans, but I, I just, I don't know if I can get over that hump. Um, I don't know. I guess if I stumble across it, I'll give it a, a give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend Miami Vice if you've never seen it. And then the other one I wanted to talk about is um, Ridley Scott's Legend. Um, when we went to Soundgarden that day, and I bought the the ultimate uh, ultimate edition, which has the director's cut, which I didn't realize I had actually previously bought, but it was a different edition. Um, and this ultimate edition also includes the theatrical cut. So it was, it was a worthy purchase. And I watched both. I watched the theatrical cut last week just to reacquaint myself. Cause it's been a while since I watched it start to finish. And then I watched the director's cut yesterday. It's like an extra half an hour longer. Like he really added a lot of shit in there, but it's not new scenes so much. It's just like extensions, like the, some of the scenes that especially felt kind of truncated, the first like if if you all if all you know is the theatrical cut like that movie felt rushed sometimes and a lot of those scenes have room to breathe and and play out a lot longer and and add to the characters and the world building um the movie that was already it was beautiful to begin with but he like just they they cleaned it up and like the colors really pop now it's just it's amazing to look at i've always felt it's a highly underrated movie um especially in like the the fantasy uh, genre i don't understand why it's not more well regarded but if you've never seen it or yet it's been a while check out the director's cut uh it, it's just it's pretty exquisite have you guys ever seen legend like any version of it no we've talked about this before yeah no never seen it that's one i I know of it, obviously. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I would say even watch the theatrical cut. Like, I've always loved I've, I've always loved that movie. And up until yesterday, I'd never seen the director's cut. But I was just, I was blown away by it. So, um, but yeah, watch either version if you if you stumble across it on TV or wherever. Huh. I'll watch it with commercials. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I met <laughs> There you go. All right. Who wants to recommend something next? Uh, I'll go next, I guess. Uh, All right. Here we go. Buckle up. This week, I want to recommend a film that I actually have seen. Oh, I want to okay. recommend uh, Back to the Future 2 <laughs> in particular because I, I just watched the whole trilogy with my girlfriend. And I fucking love Back to the Future 2 in particular. Like, it's so good. Like, it's, it's basically Back to the Future 1 crammed into a better storyline. So, um, and then there's also a film that I want to recommend that I haven't seen, of course, because I feel like it's been a while since I've done this. Uh, this week I want to recommend Gotcha. Uh, it's a 1984 neo noir film. 
And the only thing that I really know about it is it spawned a toy line of, I think it was, I think it was paintball guns. So I like to think that this film has something to do with paintball guns, but I really don't think it does. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> it's just a paintball gun movie. Gotcha. Bang, bang. Here's your title. Maybe it has something to do with paintball guns. Maybe it doesn't. I just know that LJN got tangled in this somehow. But the thing is, I think think you recommended this one like a month and a half, two months ago, because I remember talking about it. I can't imagine any other reason. I I was going to, but Sean convinced me to do something else. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really feel passionate about this movie I have not seen. I need to recommend it. (laughs) It's been all in my mind because of these paintball guns and LJN. And I believe it's, uh, is it Matthew Modena? Who's in it? I know it's Linda Fiorentino, and who's the the guy? I can't remember now. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you had it. No, Matthew <laughs> in it. I have a feeling that it's he's Matthew. in it. Yeah, there you he go. is. So, all right. Well, Corey, did you go? No, I didn't go yet. Um, this isn't my recommendation. I just wanted to bring it up. I've been enjoying the new season of Stranger Things. I. Uh, but it's so mainstream. Like, it's one of the, like, the most watched shows. But I guess what I appreciate from the show is that they're incorporating a lot of cool stuff from, like, different horror franchises. So, I don't know. It's good bringing it to young kids that'll probably never see half those movies. So, but I've been having fun watching it. Um, but my real recommendation is a blast from the past, uh, from my childhood. So, it got me thinking. We were doing the Armageddon episode, and, and I don't know if you remember, I had a very, uh very triggered reaction to Judith Hogue in that film. Do you remember that part when we were recording? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, my fucking... <laughs> Stop hitting the mute button, Ed. Anyway. um, Well, I'm recommending a film that I saw in theaters twice this weekend. Film that we talked you about a question. Before. I asked you a question, motherfucker. Oh, you okay. did? Oh, shit! <laughs> that, that's why I asked if I broke up. I said, I want to bring back something, a blast from my past, and it triggered me to watch it because we were doing Armageddon, the right. Armageddon episode, right. and I had a very triggered reaction to Judith Hogue. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I demand like, yeah, you, I do. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Judith Hogue, anyway. yeah, she, she was uh, Will Patton's wife or former wife or previous, if April O'Neil. Yeah, but I got very angry because um, yeah, did. she didn't come back for the sequel. Yeah. So, but anyway, I wanted to recommend the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I, I, like, I started thinking about it after we did Armageddon, so I wanted to go back and rewatch it because it's been a long time since I saw it. I mean, it's good shit. I thought it was like, I thought it was like Citizen Kane when I was fucking like you know seven or whatever when I watched it. But um, you know, even going back now as an adult, it's still a good movie. It's a way darker movie than I remember it being. Like, it, it's, like, borderline, like, in a, you know, like, more of a teenage grown-up movie than I uh, give it credit for being, but it was good. I mean, you know, uh, it it didn't have the rights to do, like, the cartoon, so it didn't have all the characters. It just had Shredder as the villain, but it was still really good. Like, the Jim Henson effects with the Ninja Turtles was awesome. Um, what they were able to do in those suits was freaking amazing, like, as far as the fighting um judith hogue um elias cotillas are both good as like the kind of lead human roles 
the whole story. I don't know. I just had, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it, you know, going back to rewatch it. It's, it's just not nostalgia. It's like actually a pretty decent movie. Like if you're interested in Ninja Turtles, way better than those uh, Bay films. Not that I hated the Bay films, but uh, way better than that shit. So that was my recommendation before Ed started cutting me off. <laughs> wow, I can't okay. imagine they're great films, though, the Bay films. Eh, they're okay. They try to do their own thing, but, yeah, there's some... I don't know, the whole two Shredder thing in the first one kind of threw me off a little bit. I don't know why they did it like that. I guess they're worried about backlash or something. I don't know. All right, well... As I was saying, I'm going to recommend a movie that I saw twice this weekend because I was just so astounded by it. Just, I, I, just something was about the something about the movie that I wasn't expecting. That I was just, I don't know, Crimes of the Future. I saw the new Cronenberg film. I went Friday night after work, and then I went again Sunday night after work, and both times just just completely captivated the entire time. Um, movie uh really wasn't i mean the the, the movie itself it, it's 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 let me see here how do i word this without giving anything away i don't want to give anything away because i want as many people to see it as possible um but, but yeah the, the 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 it's set let's just play let's just say it's not set in like modern times um <laughs> well, it has future in the title. Well, there's so. futuristic stuff about it, but it's actually kind of like an alternate reality. Um, you'll say, yeah, I really don't want to say anything else. That's why I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I don't want to spoil anything. Because um, I think the movie is, um, I don't think it's like anything groundbreaking as far as like intelligent writing goes, but I think that the, the, the plot and the acting and... and as, Kristen Stewart, she plays like this kind of like nerdy, I don't want to say scientist, but like she's kind of like resembles one. But the the way her like she has this like, I don't know, there's something about her and the way she like performs like her role in this movie. Like she has this like really like, I I don't know how to describe it. The way she speaks and everything, it's kind of like it's not you're not seeing uh, Kristen Stewart role. It's like someone else. It's I don't know the way she's doing it. I've never seen something like that done before from her. Um, Scott Speedman showed up. Wasn't expecting that, but and yeah, the, the movie is just. I, I think it's got a really smart script, and I think it has an engaging plot, um, especially if you're on board. You know, for what Cronenberg is presenting like first and foremost when the movie starts. It's not a hard movie to follow at all. Um, I was kind of nervous going so late Friday night thinking like, oh man, this movie's going to get me all fucking confused. I'm going to end up falling falling (laughs) asleep. But no, I was there the whole time. So I, I can't recommend it enough, you know. If anything, check it out just because it's the first Cronenberg film in eight years. His first theatrical film, at least locally, and I can't tell you how long. Eastern Promises, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I'm after the stars might have been theatrical. If it was, it was LA and California. Nothing around here in Baltimore. But uh, I'm surprised that this 
got theatrical release. Uh, I thought for sure, like, when we talked about the trailer a while back, it was going to be, like, a VOD or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying anything about quality or anything. I'm just saying the market for this movie. I'm surprised that they put it in theaters just because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't go to the theaters anymore. Like, I mean, I'll be honest, I really don't. So, and I'm, you know, I'm the market for this movie, or we're the market for this movie, so... Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they did that. I mean, it's a good thing, I guess. Hopefully, it makes some money. Yeah, I think I read that it made a million dollars last weekend, which, yeah. But, you know, and, and both times I saw it, granted, they were late show times, but there's probably like three or four other people in the theater with me. Um, Yeah, I just think the movie's just, I think it's one of Cronenberg's better films. I definitely think it's a better film than Map of the Stars. Um, and I don't know, I'm not really familiar with Eastern Promises, um, so yeah, we'll see, I don't know, I'm, I, I plan on actually later on this year going through, um, Cronenberg's filmography, um, it's something I've been wanting to do for the longest time, just get all the films that he's made and just watch them in order, so, anyway. Eastern Promises was good, I mean, I, you know, it's when I was watching it, it's not like the most Cronenbergian type movie. Like I, you know, you, you can definitely tell it's by him, but, uh, you know, if you want like the, his stereotypical movie, that's not the one I would recommend, but it was good. I just remember, uh, Viggo Mortensen, uh, he bore it all in that movie. I remember <laughs> fighting like a whole gang in a town oh, yeah. and he went all out. <laughs> yeah, he did. Alright, uh, so me, everyone got our recommendations out, right? We got recommendations out of the way? Yep. Alright, well, I think that's going to be a wrap on this week's show. If you want to hear more from us, then you're in luck because we went into content overload this week with a, an episode on True Romance, a film so nice it's been given the full film effect treatment twice. Brand new, a conversation with with uh, Adrian Barbo, who's just the sweetest and really gave us a conversation with a lot of genre and Grease fans that that, that, that a lot of genre and Grease fans are going to enjoy. Were you about to say something, Corey? No, I wasn't going to say anything, but it was really fun. I had a good time uh, talking with her. It was awesome. Yeah, definitely. And for even more Film Effect goodness, check out our ever-growing collection of previous episodes. And don't forget to follow us over at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, email, YouTube, all that good stuff. Links are in the episode notes. And don't forget to help us expand by leaving a quick rating and or review on Apple, Spotify, or directly on our website. Corey, Andrew... Justin, anything else before we depart? No. Have a good week, everybody. Yes, enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy yourself. I thought yourself. you were going to say treat yourself. I, <laughs> I was say treat yourself. Nah, just uh, see us again. Same film effect time, same film effect channel. Alright, well, until next week, that's the news and I'm out of here. Take care now. Bye-bye. See you guys. Adieu. This concludes our broadcast day.